Now, the next verse I want you to see down here, it's very similar to this, point B, where I said, of course, renewal of the mind towards this is essential. I've already quoted it, but Romans 12, 2, I'll just read, uh, I'll, we just quoted it already, but I'll quote, Be ye not conformed to this world. I'm just going to quote it. It's not on the outline. Remember, it says, Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you might prove what is the good, the excellent, and the perfect, the perfect, the good, the the good, the excellent, and the perfect will of God. I think I said it backwards. Let me just read point two. I'm hurrying because I want to get through as much as I can. We've got a few minutes here. For too long, we in the church world have been taught a mixed gospel. Through this, we've grown accustomed to thinking wrongly about the God we serve. And I use that phrase on purpose because listen to 1 Corinthians 8, 7. Look at this description on the outline on the bottom of page four. Now, this is where Paul, let me just preempt it. Paul is talking in this chapter of Corinthians about people who think that food offered unto idols has been offered unto a real and a living God. Right? You know that passage in there? He says, now about food offered unto idols, he said, he said, all people, he said, have knowledge, but not all people have some knowledge. And there's two Greek words there, gnosis for knowledge, and then epinosis, E-P-I, which is a Greek prefix, prefix that means a higher plane of understanding. He said, not all people have this knowledge. He said, some people think that food offered unto idols has been offered unto a real God. Now listen, I, I don't have time. Like I said, we've we got five minutes before I have to stop right now. And we'll do it maybe another study. But because I deal with people that travel all over the place. And like I said, they, they empower demons more than they empower God. You know, I remember a woman saying, because we had a statue of a cat in her house. She said, oh, oh my God, don't you know the Egyptians worship cats? That cat's drawing demonic power into your house. Get it out and get it out now. I said, that cat ain't drawn no demonic power in my house. I said, I got more authority than that stupid piece of ceramic cat does. But listen to what it says here. Listen, let me just quote the verse, then I'll come back and talk. Paul said, nevertheless, well, Paul, what he went on to say was, he said, we know that there be no God but our God. Now, how many of you know that? How many of you know in Isaiah, I love this verse in Isaiah, where, the Bible, where God speaks in Isaiah, and God says, there be no other gods, I know not of any. That always makes me laugh. God saying like, you know, I'm God. If there were other gods, I would probably know. But he said, there aren't any other gods. And Paul knows this. And you're to know this. But Paul said, some people, though, they think that food offered to idols has been offered unto a real God. And their weak consciences, therefore, are defiled because of it. They think if they partake of that food, they're partaking of a food that's been offered unto a God. He said, but there be no God but our God. But now listen to verse, like I said, 7. Nevertheless, not all believers possess this knowledge, but some through being all their lives. Say all their lives. But some through being all their lives until now accustomed to thinking. Underline those three words. Accustomed to thinking. But some through being all their lives until now accustomed to thinking of idols as real and living still consider the food offered unto an idol as that sacrifice to an actual God, and their weak consciences become defiled and they're injured if they eat it. Now listen to me. Your mind is being renewed and metamorphosized every day by some information. You hear me? You're exposing your thought processes to some information every day of your life. But this is what I want you to hear. Every single one of you in this room, are you listening? Every single one of you in this room have been accustomed to thinking 
in a certain fashion all of your life for some reason. Because of what you've grown up with, your personal life's experience, and you weigh and you validate everything that you do by your thinking process that has been birthed because all of your lifetime you've been accustomed to thinking like you think. Uh, I'm just saying, can you see how simple that is to grasp? All your lifetime. Paul said these people all their lifetime have been accustomed to thinking this way. When you are challenged with a new thought process, sometimes it is hard to take when you've lived all your life thinking one way. I understand that. It was hard for me too. But this is why you and I have to ask ourselves a question. Do we want to believe like we've always believed and have the same results we've always had? Or do we want to look at the Word of God and dare to believe that maybe there's something else in here for us to learn and maybe start to think differently? That's all I'm trying to say. Because how you think will cause how you speak, and how you speak will determine your future. Okay, so this is, this is where we're going. We're going to look at the grace of God, and in Jesus' name, we're going to pray that God will begin to condition our minds with the oil of the Holy Spirit in the area of the grace of God. Amen? Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. Again, O oh God, we ask that you would guide us into more and more truth. And I'm asking, Father, that in the days to come, that even as they go home tonight, they'll all pray and say, Father, please, please show me these things. Help me go over these again. Help me to learn for myself and dare to believe what Scripture says you've done for me in Christ Jesus. In the name of the Lord, I pray. Amen.